a 150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Fifth Seal, Episode 5. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. The Fifth Seal is a podcast to bring awareness and prayer to our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. Every year, I count down the top 50 countries on Open Doors USA's World Watch list from January through October. I count down twice a month the top 50 from 50 to 31 and then throughout the month of November, which I dubbed to be Persecuted Church Awareness Month about 10 years ago, I count down from 30 to number one. It is a countdown, which is why the episode numbers go backwards. Yes, you're not going crazy. Yesterday was episode six. Today's episode five. Tomorrow will be four on to the end of the month when we reach the number one country on the world watch list, which is the worst country in the world for Christians to live based upon the persecution that they endure because of their faith in Jesus Christ. So there's some background on the podcast for those who are new. Seems like every day I'm getting one or two new subscribers over at YouTube, a couple new members at the Fifth Seal page on Facebook. So thank you to those of you who are inviting people to join us to pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. It's because of you guys sharing and inviting that uh, these uh, new people are coming along and increasing the voices uh, for our brothers and sisters around the world. So, all that being said, it is Friday, November 26th, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. At 1 o'clock in the morning on Friday, November 26th, jihadist Fulani herdsmen killed 10 Christians and set fire to 100 homes in an attack on Ta'agabe Village, Plateau State, Nigeria. According to witnesses, the attackers entered Taagbe village dressed in black, holding sophisticated weapons and shouting, quote, Allahu Akbar, unquote. The national president of the Uruguay Youth Movement confirmed the incident to an ICC correspondent in Plateau. He said that the attack was aimed to wipe Christians from the area. Quote, I lost my grandchildren for the sake of Christ, unquote. Survivor Sibi Gara told ICC with tears, laying in a hospital bed in Miango District. Quote, I slept outside on the street, unquote, said another survivor who narrowly escaped the attack, but lost six family members. An additional 690 people were displaced from their homes. Nuha Nga, the national spokesman for the Miango Youth Development Association, said in a press statement that the attack lasted for over two hours. He identified the victims, six of whom are from the same family. Kara Garaku, 80, Wiye Gara, 67, Tala Gara, 68, Rikwe Balayo, 65, Tabitha Denlami, 8, Sibi Denlami, 4, Friday Musa, 35, Daniel Mondi, 45, Mwari Chogo, 86, and Ayo Balai, 6. 
Nga also identified three injured survivors as Musa Kuai, 60, Sibigara, 65, and Inma Wei, 40. Quote, this calculated attack was carried out by the Fulani militants who intruded from the boundaries of, of Kaduna Plateau, unquote, reported a reliable source located in Plateau. Quote, eyewitnesses have it that the attackers came unmasked to carry out these devilish acts, unquote. Dr. Ibrahim Amur, the sole doctor in the only hospital within both Miango and Kual districts, spoke to an ICC representative. Quote, I've stayed in Miango district for more than five months, but treated 40 to 50, 50 victims of gunshot attacks by Fulani militants in the country, mostly Uruguay Christians, unquote, he told ICC. Quote, it is always difficult for the victims to pay hospital bills. The community and NGOs normally help to pay, unquote. ICC has recently pay, paid hospital bills to 10 victims within the, the district, as well as some from other communities. Dr. Amur pleaded with NGOs to supply more drugs to his hospital, as well as for volunteers to come and help the victims who are plagued with violence and poverty. Sorry, I usually don't get choked up. And, and that's probably a problem. I mean, every one of these stories should choke us up. These are our brothers and sisters who are dying because they refuse to recant their faith in Christ. And it's just, it's not often that we get this many children. And I guess it, yeah. So, I mean, they're killing babies over there. Along with our brothers and sisters, just because they, they, they want to worship Jesus. Because they've repented and put their faith in Christ. That these people are coming in and, and murdering our, our brothers and sisters around the world. So be praying for these families in, uh, in this district. And um, let me give the, the, the district one more time. I, I guess it's in um, Plateau State, to Agbe Village in Plateau State. Continue to pray for them. Pray for the families that lost loved ones. Pray for the families that lost these babies, um, Tabitha, CB, and Io. Um, pray that, that God brings comfort and that something will be done. This is just days after the the State Department, the United States State Department, uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken removed Nigeria from the CPC list, the countries of political concern, which is a list of countries identified as allowing, quote, allowing or engaging in violent persecution of minority faith groups. So our own State Department has removed Nigeria, and within, within the last week, well over 60 people have been killed in, this, in, in Nigeria. Just in the last week, since this country's been removed from the World Watch, or not the World Watch list, from the CPC, the Countries of Particular Concern list for the U.S. State Department, 60 Christians have been murdered in this area, in this country. So pray that our government will do something, that the Nigerian government government will do something, and that God will bring peace and uh, just a, a strength in their faith to these people here who are willing to endure this persecution because of their faith in Christ. And that brings us to our World Watch List country for today, number five, which is Pakistan. 
the region is Asia. The persecution type is Islamic oppression. The religion is Islam. The persecution level is extreme. The population of Pakistan is 208,362,000, of which about 4,052,000 are Christians. So approximately half of a percent. Uh, government is a federal parliamentary republic, and the prime minister is Imran Khan. Actually, I guess it's about 2%. Sorry, my math is, is really bad. So, Prime Minister Imran Khan, what does persecution look like in Pakistan? What is life like for Christians there? Christians in Pakistan face extreme persecution in every area of their lives. Believers who have converted from Islam face the greatest levels of persecution. But all Christians are considered second-class citizens in this strongly Islamic country. They are given jobs perceived as low, dirty, and dishonorable, and can be victims of bonded labor. There are some Christians among the middle classes, but they are still considered inferior to their Muslim counterparts and often face severe workplace discrimination. Christian girls are at risk of, of abduction and rape and are often forced to marry their attackers and coerced into converting to Islam. Pakistan's notorious blasphemy laws are used to target Christians, and Islamic extremist groups vehemently defend these laws, including attacking or killing those believed to have contravened them. Christian churches do exist, but those that are active in outreach face severe persecution from society. Pakistan remains one of the hardest places to live as a Christian, and violent persecution against Christians and church buildings continues to be particularly bad. All Christians are at risk of persecution in Pakistan, particularly those from a Muslim background. So ways that we can pray for Pakistan. Pray for courage for Christians in Pakistan to speak about their faith, despite their fears that their words may be used against them. Pray for wisdom for them and that God will give them the right words to say. Pray for protection over Pakistan's churches, especially around holidays such as Christmas and Easter, when terrorist attacks have happened in the past. Pray for protection of young Christian women and girls. Pray that those who have already been abducted and forced to convert and marry, that God will comfort them and give them strength. Pray that they will know his love even in their terrible circumstances. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for this time we have to come together to lift up our brothers and sisters around the world who are persecuted because of their faith in you, Lord. Father, we thank you that you've provided for us a, a social media platform in YouTube and Facebook where we can come together across vast distances and even across the span of time as people will watch this video later today, Lord, and some will download the podcast, and but yet still join their voices with ours as we pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in you. Lord, we lift up this area, this plateau state, uh, to Agbe village in, in plateau state in Nigeria where this horrible attack just happened. I mean, within hours, this attack has happened, Lord, and we pray that you would bring peace to these families who have lost their loved ones, uh, specifically those who lost babies, Lord, these, these children, eight, four, and six years old, Lord, that were murdered because they proclaim their faith in you or their families proclaim their faith in you. And Lord, so I pray that you would bring a, 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 a peace and a comfort and a strength in these people's faith, that they would be willing, that you would use this uh, to your glory, Lord, that you would draw people to repentance. God, I pray even the Fulani militants who, who engaged in this attack would see the, the Christians 
in this area in Taagbe village that their their willingness to endure persecution because of their faith in you lord that you would use that to draw even these fulani militants to repentance and faith that they would look out and recognize that there is something different about the gospel of Christ and the doctrine of Islam and the doctrines of these other false churches, Lord, but there is something about your gospel that is worthy of, of enduring persecution. And we just pray for that. We pray for peace for these families there. We lift up our brothers and sisters in Pakistan. Lord, we pray that, that even in, in the midst of this persecution and the threat of of blasphemy laws and, and these other things that the Christians there would still be bold and, and still witness and evangelize and share your gospel, Lord, that they would call people to repentance, that you would give them a, a strong faith to do that. Lord, we pray that you would protect, even though they're just buildings and, and it, that's the, the building is not the church, Lord. We recognize that it's the people that are the church, but that you would protect these places of worship uh, especially as we we come close, uh, we approach Christmas and Easter. Beyond that, Lord, that you would protect these buildings as places of worship for people to come together, for Christians to come together and fellowship. Lord, we specifically, especially, Lord, we pray for the the Christian women and the young girls in Pakistan who are so vulnerable to being kidnapped, raped, forced to convert to Islam, forced to marry their abductors, Lord, and the government. And the laws and the courts do nothing about it, as we've seen multiple times over the last few years. Lord, we pray that you would protect them, one, that you would keep this from happening, that, but that you would strengthen their, keep their faith strong. Um, Lord, just be, protect them. Protect them and be glorified in both of these countries and all around the world as our brothers and sisters are being persecuted because of their faith in you, Lord. And again, we thank you. We praise you because it is for your glory and in your name that we pray these things, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Um, today was hard. It really was. It, it just, I don't know, just felt, feels different. Something, something, uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining me to pray for our brothers and sisters. Again, if, if you know anybody who would be willing to join us to pray for these uh, people who are, are being murdered because of their faith in Christ, please invite them to the Fifth Silf page over on Facebook, uh, Evangelical Norm channel on YouTube. Like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Get the algorithm to send this out to more and more people. And I would say even more, email, tweet, do something to the State Department. The Nigeria gets added back to that list. Um, and that our, our country, our State Department, our government would take a specific interest in causing these things that are happening in that country, in the country of Nigeria, to stop. That Christians would be able to worship freely and not have to pay for that with their lives. So once again, thank you guys. Uh, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. Until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria.